Okay, stay with me here, folks. I know sometimes a homeschooling community can feel very much attacked or stigmatized. Well, you won't get that from us. We're here to help you build a thriving, passionate marriage. So have a listen and let us know if we're on track or not. Welcome to the Only You Forever podcast. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you've been looking for. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Verlinda Simone Gendel. Hey, everybody, this is episode number 25, and we are talking today about how homeschooling impacts marriages. So, we see a full spectrum of marriage quality in homeschooling homes, just like in any community. But we have four challenges that we want to talk about that are unique to homeschooling marriages. And then we want to give you four things to consider to keep everything in balance. So, here's my disclaimer and my peace offering to our homeschooling friends in the audience. We know that homeschooling doesn't wreck all marriages. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk about that in a minute. And I want to give a full disclaimer. We don't homeschool, but in what we consider the right conditions, we certainly would. So we're not against it. And a lot of our friends homeschool and we love them dearly. And we don't think their kids are weird. And we don't even think they have marriage problems for the most part. Not any more than any other group. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. We don't want to imply that homeschooling wrecks all marriages or we think it does, right? Right. And uh, I know we asked the question in the title there, but... One thing we want to consider is I think homeschooling could have more potential towards a detrimental impact where public schooling can have more of a detrimental impact on the children. Right. Yeah. So the possible side effects between the two schooling choices are different. Right. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. We'll ask our audience. Do you guys think that's fair? Let us know in the comments, right? (laughs) Yeah. So here's why I wanted to talk about this, Verlin, and why I think this is important. And this may have been complete random coincidence, but when I came out of school, my number one reason... When I came out of school with my master's in marriage and family therapy, the first few couples that came to see me for counseling, they were all homeschooling parents. And was it for marriage counseling? Yeah. Okay. It was. And they felt a lot of pressure to have that good family image and so on. But back inside in the home, they're really, really struggling. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that concerns me is all that sort of pro-homeschooling ideology that's out there. I rarely see anything that says, hey, homeschooling is great, but you need to be aware of a few things with regards to your marriage. Right. Like that there's these different set of challenges because you've chosen a different course in life. Right. And so we just want to kind of raise that little bit of a flag for folks and say, hey, there's the four things we want you to watch out for. Right. This is a reality. Like if you have your kids home 24 hours a day, it is going to have an impact. It's going to look different. It's going to look different. Yeah. Right. And if your parents weren't homeschooling you, you may not even be prepared for that or aware of it. Right. Right. Yeah. And, it, you know, it would apply the same way too. Like if you if you were homeschooled and you sent your kids to public school, things are going to change that your parents didn't equip you for with relation to that, that yeah. you also might not be equipped for. So life changes, right? And we just need to be aware of what comes with it. The third reason why I wanted to talk about this is just the whole thing of we need to keep God the center of our lives. And again, not to stereotype, but we do see on occasion where homeschooling becomes the center of the family unit in everything that they do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they don't go to Bible conferences. They just go to homeschool conferences. And I have no problem with going to homeschool conferences, right? Mm -hmm. But we need to have this balance where I found a great quote from a homeschool that probably says it better than I could. There's a real danger within the homeschool community to see homeschooling as the thing that makes us safe, but it doesn't. Homeschooling is wonderful, but it's not the answer. A growing, living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is the answer. That's good. That's from a homeschooler. Mm -hmm. And so that's a really call from their own people to understand this. So 
in our podcast here, we want everybody to have a chance to learn about marriage. And if you're a homeschooling parent, we certainly love and respect you. And we want you to just consider a few things that might be different for your situation for people that, that don't homeschool. Yeah. So, yeah. Done some research here. We talked, I called some friends on the phone, made sure I wasn't out to lunch on this. And so here's some, here's some heads up for you. Do you want to start off, Berlinda? Sure. So one of the challenges that we hear from these homeschooling marriages is your spouse can feel like he or she's getting the shaft when it comes to the time, energy, and commitment you have to the marriage. And in turn, that builds resentment. Can build resentment. Or it can. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there's nothing left for the hubby when he gets home from work. Mm -hmm. Marriage care kind of goes to the bottom of the list because... It's, it's all about the kids and it's There's so exhausting. much energy going into that. Yeah. Yeah. And the child centered marriage, right? Like everything's about the kids. Right. Because I mean, it almost has to be in yes. some ways. <laughs> now, again, folks, like you can have this in a, in a non-homeschooling marriage. Absolutely. And this is not, yeah, this is not, nor is this typical of every homeschooling marriage. So we're not, yeah. We don't want to stereotype, but I think it's something really to be aware of. It's, there's more potential for this in a homeschooling marriage. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. Then the second thing, the second challenge that I wanted to bring out was husband can be asking the question, what if the kids went to public or to a private Christian school and my wife got a job and we had an extra 30, 40, 50, 60, maybe $120,000 of income, right? Right. So the number one reason for divorce is finances. And this is a huge commitment on both of your parts to do this. Now, for our audience that doesn't know us, Verlinda is a stay-at-home mom. Yeah. Most of the time. Sometimes I work for fun, but. Yep. Yeah. So you're in the same boat there. And, you know, you can see the leverage that two income gives you over one in terms of reducing debt, buying toys, nicer holidays. Yeah. It's easy to fall into that comparison trap. And so this commitment to homeschooling is also a commitment to a lower standard of living. Right. In many ways of from what you could have if you were both earning an income. Yeah. Is that that right? That's a challenge that can come up in the marriage too. And husband can get thinking about that. And hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think another big challenge is if the husband and wife aren't completely together on right. the commitment. Right. Like cardinal rule of parenting here, right? You've got to be 100% together. Right. On how you're raising the kids. On how you're raising you the kids. You stand together. Yeah. And if one is totally for it and the other not so much, that's just a imbalance. Yeah, that needs to Im- be addressed. It could be. And it, that imbalance can lead to difficulties or challenges Yeah, inside the, the marriage bond itself. Yeah. So number four, poor role division. So we have a wonderful lady that helps us with our research, mm-hmm. Jerlyn, and she lives in the Philippines and she's a homeschooling mom. And she highlighted this and talked to a few of her friends about it as well. And that is just this whole idea that overloading either mom or dad can have impact or have adverse impact on the marriage as well. So if one parent is a homeschooling parent, then you have a family unit plus a breadwinner. Like if it's really Um, that divided. Yeah. And I talked to homeschooling dad about this. He's like, well, it is, it looks that way for our family. But he says, when I get home, I'm involved with the kids. I play with the kids. I interact with the kids and whatever. So, right. Right. Whereas I could see in other families that if you, if you sort of have the, the over-functioning one parent, usually the mom at home with the kids, the dad could come home, feel like everything's taken care of. There's nothing for him to do. He has no way to engage. Maybe he was never very comfortable around kids to start with. All of a sudden he could start feeling left out. Like he wasn't part of this family unit. He's just there to put the bread on the table, right? Yeah. So again, I don't think that's very common, but if that does happen, that's not a healthy thing. And I think it's worth asking husband 
if he's the breadwinner, like, do you still feel like you're part of what we're doing here? And right. uh, he needs to know how he can be involved. Yeah. So that's a potential challenge. So those are four sort of challenges that we saw as possibilities. No doubt there's more that as there would be with any situation, but we want to give you four things as well that we would like you to kind of remind yourselves of. These are check-ins or self-assessment just to, to help you with thinking about this. And the first one is God called you to marriage before he called you to parenting. Usually. Right. Usually. Yeah. So we want to tell you, encourage you to remind you to love your spouse more than your homeschooling. Right. I know like even you could almost change that sentence for anything, right? Yeah. Love your spouse more than your job. Or... Love your spouse more than your hunting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> cough, cough. Right. Mm. So any of these particular situations, but love your spouse more than your homeschooling. Yeah. That'll do a lot for your family. And, uh, you know, we did, uh, maybe this would be a place where we could mention that. I think it was our second episode, was it? Was the child-centered marriage? Yeah, episode three. Yeah. And the best thing you can do for your kids is be a good lover of your spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, another thing we want you to remind you to do is have your own self-identity. Mm-hmm. So aim to become, you know, a thriving, passionate marriage of homeschooling parents. Mm -hmm. And notice I didn't call that a homeschooling marriage. Mm -hmm. No, you have your own identity and you happen to homeschool. Mm -hmm. So your identity is in Christ, not your educational preference, Mm -hmm. not whether you homeschool or public Mm -hmm. school. We actually had a family. Do you remember that family in California that we met? We gathered with the church there one Sunday. They said, yeah, and we teach at home. Right. And I think that was their way of sending the signal saying we're homeschooling, but that's not how we define ourselves. That's what we do. Right. And yeah. they, they were committed to it. They believed in it and they had some really neat kids. Yeah. 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 So, you know, there's, there's going to come that phase in life for Linda where we all grieve and celebrate at the same time becoming empty nesters when the yeah. kids get up and leave home. Right. Yeah. But if you define all of your identity as a homeschooling mom or even just as a mom alone, then what are you going to be when you're not homeschooling? Who are you then? Yeah, something good for us all to think about. Yeah, this is a major consuming part of one's life, right? Mm -hmm. But we always need to be thinking ahead to the transitions that are coming Mm -hmm. and really watching how we identify ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think a lot, every man goes through this when they retire, right? If I'm a lawyer all my life and then I retire from lawyering, what am I? Right, yeah. So... This certainly applies in this situation as well. Yeah. So, you know, how can you help your marriage? How can you build that thriving, passionate marriage? I'd say one really good idea is have non-homeschooling conversations and non-homeschooling dates. You Mm. know, when you watch a movie together, make sure it's not a movie to see if you can use it in your curriculum. Mm -hmm. Just watch the movie together. for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Or when you go on a date, you know, don't go on a date to the zoo to plan your ecology module. Mm-hmm. Just go on a date and enjoy them. Jo- enjoy each other. Enjoy. <laughs> enjoy the animals. You can do that yeah. too. Look at that warthog, <laughs> honey. All right. And then the fourth thing that we'd like you to remind yourself of is that you and your husband are both sacrificing. Absolutely. A lot. And what are you doing for self-care? Are you investing in your marriage elsewhere to compensate or are you pursuing each other? Yeah. And those are big questions. And again, these are questions that are valid for any marriage. Yeah. I think it'd be so easy because the every day is right in your face. It's right in front of you. So it's easy to get consumed with that because that's what has to be done. And you can kind of put the self-care on the back burner. And, you know, as one mom with kids told me lately, she's like, I used to make fun of women who had dry skin on their feet. 
But she says, now I hardly have time to take a shower. Wow. Yeah. You know, and it's busy. It's busy. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. So those are the four things we want you to remind yourself of. God called you to marriage before parenting. Number one. Number two, be aware of your self-identity and how that's being formed. Number three, have non-homeschooling conversations and non-homeschooling dates with your spouse. Pursue each other. Pursue each other is number four. So what do we know? Tell us in the comments. Were we fair, unfair? Is this how it goes down? Were we out to lunch? I don't know. But we don't want you to feel like there's something wrong with your marriage or like you think that we think that there's something wrong with your marriage. (laughs) Yeah. Just because you homeschool. So we don't have a problem with that. We're not trying to undermine anything you do or challenge it. We just want to say, hey, have you thought about this? And Go ahead. I was going to say, just stop Yeah. and check if everything's in balance. Every marriage needs to do this, mm-hmm. but everybody has their own reasons. And right. today we just focused on the homeschooling community and what reasons that they might have. Yeah. It's such a major commitment and a decision, right? And they feel yeah. it is a clear blessing to your children and we wouldn't dispute that, but we're just saying, stop, check in, ask yourself, hey, is my marriage still first? Yeah. A good question for us all. Okay, that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oyf.link slash 25. Remember, we're here to help build thriving, passionate marriages. So if this was helpful to you, we'd love it if you could help us spread the word and share this with others who would also be blessed by it. You can do that by finding us on Facebook and sharing the episode in your newsfeed or retweet on Twitter or repin on Pinterest. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the OnlyYouForever.com podcast. Please help us reach and influence a wider audience by rating and reviewing our podcast at onlyyouforever.com slash love. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.